Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, brought to you by StarWarsDaily.com. The Force will be with you, always. Hey, and welcome to the 78th episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast for the episode Darkness on Umbara. I am your host, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, uh, we're, we're back. I've, uh, I've got Matt. Yes, we are back, dude. Man, what's happened to us, man? This is the first time we were both gone for an episode. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's pretty, pretty <laughs> ridiculous. Well, you, um, were, you were starting... Uh, Something new, and I was yeah. right in the middle of a two-week-in-a-row uh, working. So, man, it was a crazy time. But big thanks to Kyle and JC and uh, Jason Hunt, man. They stepped in and uh, did two episodes for us. Yeah. Well, a double episode. So appreciate you yeah. guys doing that for us, man, taking over. But we're back now, Mike. We're back. We're ready to go. We're back. You know what? I, I, to be perfectly honest... I don't think anybody would have wanted to hear my opinion on those last two episodes. <laughs> it's probably um, a good thing. Uh, you know what? Like, there was nothing wrong with them specifically. Just not what I wanted to watch. You yeah. know, like they didn't. They they did not feel Star Wars to me. They felt very like Droids cartoon series or yeah. Ewoks cartoon series, and it's obvious that that's what they were going for. Yeah. But I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. I mean, I heard the droids, and you hear like uh, similarities to that. I think what I hear, um, what's the Gulliver's Travels, and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So um, I thought the second of the episodes was better, but I mean, we're not saying t- it's not one of those double episodes where I'm going to go back to and watch a couple times. Yeah, no, uh, there'll be ones know. that on the season four box set I will avoid. Right. right. <laughs> you know, like I won't, I won't watch them. I'll just skip over them because there's really no point. <laughs> Well, we're back, and we're going to jump into uh, Darkness and Mubara. But before we do that, let's uh, hit some news real quick. All right. Welcome. I have been expecting you. This is just the beginning. This is where the fun begins. Join us or die. Our meeting was not a coincidence. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. All right, Mike. So you know, the last time we talked, um, this some of the stuff hadn't come out yet. So we've we've just seen yeah. the episode one trailer come out, and it's supposed to be in 3D. I have not seen it yet. Have you seen it? Uh, I've seen the trailer, but I haven't seen it in 3D. Not in 3D. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny how they put this trailer out on the internet and stuff, but it really doesn't do any good. I mean, yeah. you don't have 3D at home, so uh, no, you can see it. Uh, what's it attached to? What isn't it like Three Musketeers or something like that? Yeah, Three Musketeers, yeah. like. That's kind of a sad partnership because nobody's going to see that movie. I can no. tell. Yeah, exactly. Like it's going to do horrible, the box office, so no one's going to really get all that excited. But I think that that was the point, was that they knew they could at least get a good t- contingent of Star Wars fans out. Just to but, see the trailer, um, yeah. yeah. I, don't think, I don't think that people realize that Star Wars and the reaction to Episode 1, and even Episodes 2 and 3, uh, it's, it's gone. That's it's dead. Like it's the way of the dodo. It's it's gone completely extinct, and it's simply because we've got the Clone Wars yeah, every right. week, yeah. right? So, like, you know what? Like, I'm not that excited about Episode One uh, in 3D 
because you know I've got the Blu-rays that I just bought. I haven't even watched yeah. yet, and uh, and and I get better Star Wars than Episode One on a weekly basis for the most part. You know, so um, yeah, yes, it's okay. just it's it's kind of fallen flat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and, and you know the big thing too is like when you watch that trailer, they're just they're just pumping Darth Maul. There's no yeah. mention of Jar Jar in it. Yeah. Um, so you know it's the return of the mall and and this kind of leads into um you know darth maul and the clone wars and we kind of got a a definite as far as he's going to be appearing probably in the season season finale like i we had thought you know when this first came out this is this is season finale type stuff when you talk about yeah. darth maul at least to, to my so this is all going to dovetail together when episode one hits the theaters but I, would, I haven't heard talk to anybody that has seen the 3D trailer yet, so I don't know. I'm just curious. You know, you talked about seeing it in the theaters, and I'm more curious just how this is going to look in 3D. Um, I mean, because we all know the story. We all know what happens. I mean, we're just all curious about uh, how this is going to look in 3D and how the rest of them are going to, you know, yeah. kinda, it's going to give us an idea how, if they do the rest of them, what they're going to look like. So curiosity more than anything is uh playing into effect what do you think about um i know we on our facebook page they talked a lot about darth maul and him returning and uh the, the guys that talked about it last week about uh you know you're saying hey it's just darth maul is not the greatest character in the world <laughs> that was yeah. pretty good you know but i'm pretty pumped about seeing him um just because what's going to happen how are they going to do this you know i'm definitely excited about it um it looks like it's gonna like you know that he in in the video, he looks really like emaciated, like he looks sickly and kind of kind of withered away. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in the promo images, he looks fine. So I don't know if we're gonna see some more. Well, I of, of course we are gonna see more Night Sister magic um, to do with this. Uh, it, that's kind of a given because yeah. we have all these loose threads from that Night Sister trilogy with uh savage and and uh Asajj and and all of them so right um so i, I like I, I am interested to see more of that because those three episodes are three of the like that's one of the best storylines that they've ever done right. on the series right. um and to bring back those characters and to and to delve deeper and uh uh, you know, if Darth Maul is going to be there, then you know that that Savage is going to be there. So that means that uh, Clancy Brown's going to be back, and he's an amazing voice actor that yeah. delivers some some awesome performance in that first episode of that trilogy. So I I want to see more of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I mean, I did bring up the point on the Facebook page that like it's just you know guys, it's just Darth Maul. He looks really cool, but that's it. Like. It's 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 not. Oh, I I guess it kind of is like Boba Fett because Darth Maul does have all this expanded universe mm-hmm. stuff to right. talk about. But I don't feel like the expanded universe for Darth Maul is nearly as good as the expanded universe for Boba Fett is. Hmm. Like the uh, the stories prior to Episode Two that that gave us, you know. Boba Fett's backstory and everything like that made that character cooler and cooler without ever ruining any of his mystery. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the backstory, first of all, that we have for Darth Maul is now moot. So yeah, don't forget all that. Yeah, yeah, we've other than maybe uh, uh, some portions of of the novelization that's about him and the and his mini series, his comic mini series that are about his specifically about his training. Um, mm-hmm. Anything about his his earlier origins than that we can't take at face value anymore, and uh, and and I mean I think that we're gonna get a lot of information in these episodes that I assume will be in February um, that will you know wreck the rest of the EU, <laughs> and it's gonna piss off a whole bunch of like a whole new crowd that that didn't care about the Mandalorians but now they're gonna care about Darth Maul because Darth Maul is their favorite character and yeah yeah so. Well, he's gonna, they're going to be going, you know, like, obviously, you know, after, uh, I don't know, I don't know how many stories that came out as far as, well, there can't be anything, because everybody assumed that he died. Yeah. So, uh, this is just like, like, again, it's more just like how, I'm just worried, I'm just wondering how they're going to do this. I mean, that's a big question, is how is he going to come back? Is yeah. he going to come back as a mecha mall, like we've seen, or... 
Um, is he going to regrow? I mean, and I think the big thing was is too is how uh, Sidious talked about how the Sith are able to cheat death, or you know, I think that was yeah. the term he used. So yeah, maybe we'll get some more insight into that. But um, and then also we found out that Sam Witwer, who played the son, he might be playing Darth Maul. I wish they could have got the original voice actor Peter Serafinowicz, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. He he even tweeted one time uh, a few weeks, uh, maybe it was a month ago. He tweeted, you know, hey, I'd love to come back and do the voice of Maul. And uh, I, was, I tweeted, I retweeted that saying, hey, Filoni, are you are you getting this? But it was pointed out to me that, you know, they do these things, what, a year in advance. So yeah, it doesn't sound like he's going to get to do it. But too bad they couldn't do that because they got Liam Neeson back. You know, shoot, why not try to get uh, the original voice? That would have been cool. But we will see what happens. Uh, we got... A few more months, and we'll get the uh, answers to that. Hey, so let's talk about. Uh, we gotta hit this real quick. Toys R Us, man, they're back in action again, Mike. They got the big uh, toy book out, or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, and they got some a bunch of new deals. I mean, you're gonna get the uh, Dense Star Trench Run with the uh, X-wing and the uh, Tie Fighter, Darth Vader's Tie Fighter, seventy-nine bucks. You were checking out the uh, Boba Fett blaster for yeah, Boba Fett blaster to go along with my helmet that I just got. Uh... But that 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 X-wing and Tie Fighter, like the X-wing and and Vader's Tie Fighter set for seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah. Oh, you will make some kids Christmas with that. Oh, I know. I think like I'm making, like making who, my own Christmas. Who among us, as like you know, when we were thirteen or younger, wouldn't have just flipped out if you got both the Tie Fighter and the X-wing? For Christmas, yeah. If you open that oh, up, oh so, man, yeah. So I mean, as much as I know, we all want to go out there and buy them for ourselves. Uh, <laughs> my suggestion is to go out there and buy one for a young fan who's maybe very Clone Wars centric and uh, and doesn't really know the original trilogy that well. That 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 can be your uh, your Christmas good deed yeah. this year. Go pick it up while it's on sale and uh, and then uh, stick that under the tree for for like a. a, a son or a daughter or a yeah. niece or nephew that's That'll, pretty that's pretty awesome yeah it, it, that would make somebody's christmas for 80 bucks like that's that's a pretty good oh yeah, yeah. that's a pretty well spent 80 dollars because when you think about that and particularly with those of us who are collectors i mean what's 80 bucks it's 10 figures right right like that to me i don't know with the quality of the figures lately and the the kind of sparse release of new stuff i yeah that doesn't seem like a lot you know oh no and, you, and there's other things going on i mean you can actually i believe this actual price is going on right now not just like on black friday because at black friday they have a bunch of deals yeah. obviously too and the republic attack shuttle 69 and um i mean you're going to see a lot of this within the next uh coming weeks here especially with christmas coming going to be a lot of deals coming around so you know the, yeah. ver- the revenge cards three and three quarter inch if you guys are revenge collectors those are starting to show up so things are starting to come back as far as vintage is going so so and, definitely check and if you've been holding out on getting a clone trooper voice changer or a boba fett voice changer go buy one now because a lot of places are putting them on clearance they're getting rid of them because Hasbro's putting out these stupid new ones mm-hmm. that are not full helmets. They're just half, like they're just a mask. Oh, and yeah. Mm-hmm. They do have like an electronic voice thing, but they don't change your voice. They just have, they just have uh, recordings. Yeah. I mean, the Boba Fett only has recordings as well, right? But, um, mm-hmm. but if you want one of those, one of those full helmets, and you've been kind of putting it off. I don't put it off anymore. I mean, I got my Boba Fett helmet for 20 bucks uh, up in Canada. So in, in the States, you might even be able to get it for cheaper. So Yeah. But if you've been putting it off, don't put it off anymore. Because I, I thought they were just going to clear them out and to bring in the new packaging. But then I started seeing these new half masks showing up, and they've, got, they've even got commercials promoting them. So you can tell that Hasbro is going to really push them and probably scale back on the on the full size helmets because I think that the price points were too high. Just too high, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so all they got was like us adults purchasing them and not a lot of purchases for kids. So they're trying to go with something a little bit more kid friendly. So so trying cuz cuz at 20 bucks they sell really well, right? But oh, if yeah. you just make an item that starts at 20 bucks, you don't have to wait for it to go on sale or clearance. Yeah. 
right? Yeah, and they got those ultimate uh, FX lightsabers for only thirty four bucks, so that's pretty darn good. I mean, that's uh, not bad if you've got a couple of kids who oh, always yeah. want to touch your Force effects lightsaber, which I do. Yeah. Yeah, put so those just, down. Yeah, you just get those ultimate effects <laughs> ones, and they can whack away with them, and they're only yeah they're only destroying thirty five dollars <laughs> instead of a hundred plus. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, and the last thing we got though is uh, we've talked about the Han Solo and the um, uh, Han Solo and Carbonite uh, ice trays or whatever you want to call them, candy trays. You know, whatever they are. Yeah. Uh, so Kotobukiya, they got some more coming out, man. I guess it was a hit with Han Solo, you know. What was the other one they did? Han Solo was it? Uh, R2, 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 yeah. So they got, they said, you know what? We hit a home run with that. Let's just do some more. They got, what, let's see, the Millennium Falcon coming out, Stormtrooper, Darth Vader, and the X-Wing. Um, so they're all in the concept stages right now, but uh, it looks like we're going to get four new trays. So, And I'm still waiting for my, uh, t- to get my uh, Han Solo trays. Yeah, so, I haven't. I still, I, I ordered them from my comic shop, and they still haven't shown up. So yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's that's uh, if those turn out well, I mean, you're gonna have four new choices uh, as far as trades. So that's gonna be pretty cool. So uh, look for those probably later on, uh, maybe in the next year, I would imagine, because they're still in the concept phase. So mm-hmm. it's probably gonna take it till next year. So other than that, though, what else is going on? Anything else going on, man? I don't think so. No? You okay. know, we're just kind of continuing with Clone Wars and uh, wrapping yeah. up the first half of the season. Yep. Uh, right. And other than that, I don't think there's a lot else uh, all that exciting. Let's let's uh, kick off the recap. You ready? Let's do it. All right. A disturbance in the Force. There is it possible to learn this power? They like me believe him to be the chosen one. Times. Up. I sense there's something here. The army. All troops, battle stations. This isn't gonna be easy. We'll disintegrate for sure. Suck it up, shiny. I will attack the Nabu. <laughs> I will return, my man. I want you. I don't work for free. Long have since. Anakin has struggled to put his past behind him. I'll keep an eye on him. Bow down, Jedi Fifth. Welcome to Death Watch. All right, let's kick off Darkness on Umbara. As the Separatists tighten their grip over vital but isolated supply routes in the expansion region, the Republic launches an offensive to capture the strategic system of Umbara. Republic forces smash through the Separatist blockade and descend upon the shadowy world. And you know what is kind of jumped out at me, and it took me two times to notice this, was I thought they were just in the dark. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But apparently this is a... This is a shadowy world. This is a dark world. And it didn't even dawn on me until I heard that the second time I watched it. Did, yeah. you, did you pick up on that right away? Yeah, it was... Uh, okay. I, yeah, it kind of didn't really hit with me. I didn't like understand why why it was dark. I was like, are they just attacking at night? Like, I don't, I don't yeah. quite get it. It wasn't until about like three quarters of the way through the episode when you start seeing on their, on the, the environs weapons that all of their stuff is lit up. It was the, it was the ground, the, the road. That's what kind of yeah. tipped me off. I was yeah. like, so this planet is always dark then. Like yeah. this planet's always in, in sort of this nighttime setting because the roads have these lights on them and why would you do that why would their guns all have lights on them and why would the inside of their helmets be illuminated unless like you know if you just wanted it to look cool i guess but that's not really very star wars like it's not it's not something that we see on a lot of other star wars characters so um so yeah i I did i did kind of pick up on that but only part way through the episode so yeah, and you know, and I just have to say too, I was I was digging it because I don't I don't 
we haven't seen this yet. Um, and to see a hole, and it sounds like, you know, if we stay on this world, it's going to be dark for the next four episodes. So that was kind of cool to me. I thought, this is kind of neat, you know, seeing the ships flying by with the lights on. It was dark. It was misty. It was, it was a cool visual to me. So I, I was already digging it. And, hey, your boy Obi-Wan is back. Only for a for, second, though. For about five seconds. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, shoot. You know what? James be Arnold happy. Taylor, uh, if, you, if you guys want to hear a really good interview with James Arnold Taylor, not specifically Clone Wars related, but just an awesome interview with him, uh, Steve uh, Glosson over at uh, Geek Out Loud just did one. Uh, I, I think it was, might have been the last episode. Mm. I was, like, the, the majority of the episode is an interview with, James Arnold Taylor, and it's a great interview. Um, cool. And he talks about how he is not going to be in this season very much. Oh, really? <laughs> and it's kind of upsetting to someone like me. Like, I kind of go, oh, well, yeah. that's, that's no good. Yeah, we, we want to see more of him. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was quick, yeah. And we got introduced to uh, Fives as well and some new clones. So uh, it's, it's, it's starting off all right, though. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Mike. Uh, aboard a Republic cruiser, Obi-Wan Kenobi outlines the attack strategy. Jedi Masters Krell and Tin will be supporting his troops in the south as he leads an assault to capture the capital of Umbara. Anakin's 501st Battalion, led by Captain Rex and assisted by ARC Trooper Fives, will attack from the north, taking out local militia reinforcements to ensure they cannot protect the capital. Republic gunships, outfitted with piercing spotlights, plunge into the thick, obscuring fog of Umbara. Swift Z-85 headhunter starfighters fly ahead of them, offering escort to the surface, uh, through the surface cannon fire. The gunships fly low over the train, depositing AT-RT walkers onto the battlefield. And, you know, the, the, the next thing I was thinking of was, um, here is another... Um, landing at Point Ray. I mean, this is going to be yeah. like all action and not a lot of talking. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm ready for this. You know, it's been a little bit since we've had just full on um, action and, and it kind of brought me back to war movies, you know, uh, I don't know, Saving Private Ryan or, or uh, uh, Black Hawk Down or whatever you want to, you know, just, just a war type movie, you know, that kind yeah. of filming, that kind of visual. So um, I was on board. I was, I was loving it. Um, uh, sorry. Mike, okay. Now, now I'm just gonna say, until you just read that, I did not even notice that there were uh, headhunters in this episode. I totally missed yeah. that. Yeah. So, uh, well, you could. While, yeah. While we do this recap, I'm just opening up a window so that I can see these things because <laughs> I completely missed them. Yeah. Wow. That is that's my fault for doing stuff while I was. Uh, while I was watching, watching, I, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I've been really busy lately. Yeah. <laughs> I got an art show this weekend. It's not my fault. Yeah, I noticed no. the Y wings. I noticed the Arc One Seventies. I noticed the gunships. I like. I did not. I'm now seeing the uh, the headhunters. That's yeah. Well, you, so there aren't any Arc One Seventies. There's just the headhunters. Just the headhunters. Yeah. Right. And okay. I guess you can mistake them. I mean, if you're not paying yeah. attention, you know, not like really focused. Yeah, because there's not really a very big difference other than the split wings, right? And right. with the arcs, the, the split wings aren't very prominent. So, exactly, yeah. Uh, the arc must just be like a, a larger version. Huh. Yeah, I know. Watch this episode again, I guess. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, I'll continue. The clone cavalry charges into battle against the techni uh, technologically advanced Umbaran militia. Umbaran hover tanks fire powerful plasma projectiles at the oncoming Republic forces, but the swift-footed scout walkers are able to outmaneuver and destroy the tanks and overrun the Ambaran foot soldiers. Uh, with the landing zone secured by ATRTs, the gunships land there and open their bay doors. The clone troopers le uh, leap out in onto the murky plains and engage the Ambaran forces. General Skywalker leads the charge from from the front lines. Front lines, yes. Nice. I was like when that gets in there. Uh, Rex <laughs> suggests they gain control of a nearby ridge that can be converted into a staging area, and Anakin agrees. It's really great. We see them working together as a team, exactly. and you, uh, you really see, like, there's a reason why these guys 
you know why they win battles and why, yeah. why they're there why an entire invasion could be pinned on the 501st in anakin and mm-hmm. it's because he's the hero of the republic right like he's he's the dude like when you got an impossible situation that nobody else can manage mm-hmm. you send in the 501st with anakin at the front and yeah. they'll get it done right like that's and you you see that in anakin and rex and their relationship and even though Anakin's a little unconventional for a Jedi, Rex is probably just as unconventional for a clone trooper. Mm-hmm. So, like, the two of them are this perfect mix, and they've learned behaviors from one another, and and Rex can anticipate what Anakin's going to say and the type of uh, leadership that Anakin brings. So it's uh, it's yeah. it's really cool to see that... that uh, that relationship if even if it's only kind of briefly in this episode yeah and i'm glad you brought that up because i have that written down in my notes is that as you look at this scene and it sets up what's going to happen with um with the new general that's going to show up here pretty soon and like you said it's going to have i'll talk about in a second about anakin and rex and then rex and when we get to krell and i think they set it up with this scene right here and, and i'll get to that in a second as they march through the gloom Troopers Tup and Hardcase stumble over what appears to be a thick vine. The vine turns out to be a tentacle of hungry uh, Vixus creature. The stationary beast flails its tentacles and draws an ensnared clone trooper into its mouth. Fives is nearly dried in but throws an armed thermal detonator into the mouth, into the monster's mouth, destroying it. This, that was a pretty awesome yeah. moment. For a second, I thought we might be looking at a like baby sarlacc or something. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. Pretty close, right? Like yeah. kind of, the, kind of the same thing, yeah. same idea. Oh man, I'm just okay. I'm just gonna geek out about these uh, these headhunters for yeah. a second because they are awesome. That's wicked. There are arc 170s in this episode as well. I've just kind of been watching the opening five seconds over and over. But these Z95, or they're 85s, right? 95s yeah. are the ones that we've These are 85s, seen. yeah. I'm, I'm using quote fingers for scene because we've only really seen them in comics and uh, mostly in novelizations. But uh, so these are the precursors, just like the the Y-Wings are the precursors. Like the... the Republic Y-Wing is a precursor to, to the uh, the Rebellion one. Yeah. That's uh, that's pretty wicked. That's awesome. They look a lot like a, like an X-Wing, just without the X. Right, right. Yep. That's pretty wicked. Yeah. Cool. Uh, it's But you know what? It really upsets me because it means that we're going to see less and less of the, the Torrent. Or the, yeah. oh, the, the Torrent, because the oh, V-19 is yeah. my favorite Clone Wars ship. Uh, and I'm just talking like Clone Wars in general, not just Star Wars, the Clone Wars, but just like of all of the multimedia that's covered the Clone Wars, the V-19 Torrent is one of my, it's one of my favorite ships in Star Wars now. Oh, and wow. we only ever briefly see them. I think we've seen them in, in, in the Clone Wars like once or twice. Yeah. Have, right. We've seen them, right? Like in the series, I think they were in season two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we haven't seen them since the Arc 170s came in. And uh, we see a lot of that Y-Wing. That thing just keeps coming back. It, it, oh, yeah. They're kind yeah. of painting it as a really important ship Definitely. In, the, uh, in the Republic's arsenal. It's interesting that it's so important during the Clone Wars, and yet we never see one in Episode 3. <laughs> True. Anyways. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Uh, Go so, uh, well, back to the, this little mini Sarlacc. I really like that moment. And, and when, they, when they defeat it, it's a really cool... It felt very Star Wars. Like, that, That to me, really hit me as, like, you know, there's not yeah. a lot of cartoons on TV where you can see a stormtrooper or a clone trooper getting eaten. Yeah. You know, really... like, the good guys getting eaten by a monster. Yeah. But, uh, but that's Star Wars, right? Nobody is safe. Oh, uh, yeah. And, especially and, clones. Yeah, especially clones. And <laughs> it was, uh, it was just that great, it, like, he even sort of had a Wilhelm scream to it and it just it, it just felt really Star Wars. It felt like it reminded me of Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah. I definitely. loved it. Yeah. Um, the troopers secure the ridge and plan their next move. General Kenobi's battalion is pushing towards the capital. Anakin orders his troops to get what rest they can. Skywalker and Rex briefly exchange some lighthearted observations on the eagerness of some of the new generation clones like Trooper Dogma.
General Kenobi's battalion, sir. They're pushing towards the capital. We'll need to move out as soon as the men are ready. All platoons have reported in, General. Get some rest. Thank you, sir. I'm fine. The General's giving you an order, Dogma. Of course, sir. He's wound tight, but uh, he's loyal. <laughs> he kind of reminds me of you. Maybe back in the day. And, and like I said, Mike, I wanted to piggyback off what you said earlier about Anakin and Rex, and I played yeah. this clip because it shows that, um, you know, it's 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 Anakin and, and Rex, and they're like a team. You know what I mean? They're not they're not like a, a captain and an admiral, and it's all it's all about the um, hierarchy and, and and that kind of thing, yeah. the chain of command. It's Hey, what do you you know? What do you think, Rex? I mean, does this sound like because they're giving each other you know? Here's Rex trying to give him advice, like, hey, I think this will work. Anakin's like, yeah, let's let's do that, you know. And it's going to set up this huge shift in in power, and and you see the difference in uh in how Krell's going to lead, just a totally different way yeah. of leading. So I wanted to to point that out, just like you said. Well, like, the uh, the the little uh, fortune cookie at the beginning of this episode is the first step toward loyalty is trust mm-hmm. and uh and yeah. you, and like that the the point is well made by anakin and rex's relationship and then when we see it uh with with master krell and the way that he treats the clones mm-hmm. and sort of and the results that he gets back are they're a little bit different oh yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And we'll get to that, too. Uh, yeah. and, and Barnes soldiers sneak up on the ridge and let loose a small bug-like probe droid that begins electrocuting clones one at a time. With the troopers distracted, the Embarns launch a surprise attack. As the clones hold off their attackers, Rex radios in an airstrike and leads his troops to take over south of the ridge. A pair of Y-wing fighters, led by clone pilot Oddball, streaking overhead and carpet bomb the Embarn forces. So we got Oddball coming back. Oddball's back, and there's some more strafing runs. You know, it reminds me again of, of bombing runs you see in uh, in other war movies. So, yeah, uh, definite uh, parallels there. Um, go ahead, Mike. A gunship lands near Anakin's position, and ba- a Bezalisk Jedi General Pong Krell emerges. Krell announces that Anakin has been ordered by the Supreme Chancellor and the Jedi Council to return to Coruscant immediately. Command of the 501st will fall to Krell in Skywalker's absence. Anakin hates leaving his men in the middle of a campaign, but Rex assures him the mission will be in good hands. Anakin boards Krell's gunship and departs. All right, so let's. We got the introduction of General Krell. I'm a fan. Um, I like this character. I like what they're where they're going. I liked his um, uh, his whole different approach to how he leads. Uh, what, what was your feelings on Krell? Are you a fan, or are you kind of so-so on this guy? I like uh, the dude. You know what? My thing with Krell is that I feel exactly how they want me to feel about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like him. <laughs> oh, you don't? Know? Okay. Right? Uh-huh. Uh, the design is great. The, the you know, double... The two double-bladed yeah. lightsabers. <laughs> obviously cool. I'm not going to deny that. Like, from the moment that we saw him in the trailers at the end of last season... Uh, I think everybody's been waiting to see Krell in action, um, but but you know I like I just I, I don't want to like him. I uh, he doesn't seem very Jedi to me, and uh, and I don't know. It, it, there's just like on a story level, his character is a little bit one dimensional, and uh, without mm-hmm. without any explanation, his behavior just seems contrived hmm. um so like and by that i just mean that like it doesn't it, like there's no motivation to what he's doing he just he just thinks that he's got got it all figured out and the clones just need to do what he says but i'd like the backstory of why he feels that way mm-hmm. you know like Good i'd point, like yeah. to understand why he acts the way that he acts towards the clones because this is a really different approach than what we've seen from a lot of the Jedi. And actually, the the thing with it, the thing that gets me is that it's really similar to how Obi-Wan is portrayed in a lot of the Clone Wars novels. 
Because in the novels, Obi-Wan, um, particularly um, uh, the Cestus Deception, the one with him and uh, Kit Fisto, uh, Obi-Wan and Kit Fisto kind of have this debate going as to uh, the way that they treat their troops. Because mm-hmm. Obi-Wan treats his troops essentially like they're droids, but they're a little bit smarter, they're a little bit more clever, they're more reliable, because they can think for themselves. But at the end of the day, they're... They are, they're just machines, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're expendable, they're clones. The only reason that they live is because they were grown in a vat, and although they're they're still life, they they serve a purpose. Like, they, they, that's that's what they're there for. And, and, you know, kind of within, within the force, they're kind of, they're different, but they're kind of all the same. Yeah. And then Kit Fisto's approach to it is that each one of them is, is no more, uh, uh, you know, singular, I, uh, whatever than, than a, than a human or a, Nautilin or any other species in Star Wars. Like, they're just as valid a life form as anything else. And they have a whole conversation. Like, they have a couple of conversations. And then that, that book is the first time that a clone takes a name. Right? Oh, That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I, can, I can never remember which one it is. But the name that he takes, I think, is... Oh, like I know. Or something like that. Or... I can't I can't remember what it is. But he it's he's the first one other than Alpha to have a designation that's not just a number designation mm-hmm. um and and uh the first of the of the arc troopers to do it so um so yeah like it's kind of that was kind of an important book and that viewpoint i've always felt was lacking from obi-wan in the clone wars and in some of the other stuff um and i've always found it really interesting that some of the jedi perceive them that way and others don't so it feels like they've kind of taken that and they've laid that over Krell, but with Obi-Wan, I think that we have enough of his history that we can understand why Obi-Wan would feel that way. Mm-hmm. And, like, because Obi-Wan's a very... He's a methodical thinker. He's very by the books. He he uh, he follows procedure. He does all these things the way you're supposed to do them, and he, he believes in order, right? Like, that's, that's sort of one of his tenets as a Jedi. Um, and that's why him and Qui-Gon clash in Episode 1, because... Qui-Gon follows the living force and the living force is very chaotic and it almost strays into the dark side every now and then, um, which gets into some of the other EU with Vergeer and how she says like, there is no light side or dark side to the force. It's just, you know, that, that sentient perception of good or evil that makes it light side or dark side. Like that, like there's no like force lightning is not a dark side power. It's only the perception that it's evil that, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, makes it yeah. a dark side power, right? So, yeah. um, it's it's that sort of mentality that the living force has, which is a little bit more of what Anakin is, right? Like he's yeah, even if he's not conscious of it, that's sort of his style. Is he just kind of he really just goes with the flow, trusts in the force, and lets it guide him, and it works out for him, right? Because mm-hmm. he's just he just kind of follows it. But with Obi Wan, it's very like. The force is about order, and there's an order to nature. There's an order to the way things work. There's an order. There's procedure. There's everything makes sense. And in his world, the clones are they're 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 cogs in a machine, right? Yeah. Like they uh-huh. they serve a purpose, and that's what they're there for. So when he treats them that way, I get it, right? Like that it makes sense to me. Uh-huh. When Krell does it, I don't know anything about this guy. So all we've heard is that he's a really effective general, mm-hmm. and that's not enough for me. So I don't know. Maybe in the next episode, I mean, we've yeah. got we yeah. have three more episodes with this character. Right. It looks like based on episode titles, um, yeah. with which in which to get to know him. So I'm really hoping that we get to, because until we do, I don't like him. Just on the on the grounds that we're not supposed to like him because we're supposed to like Rex, and right. Rex currently does not like Krell. Even even at the end of this episode, it's like he's sort of like you know what I I, I now see how this works, mm-hmm. but you know like good men die because you know and we'll get there. But like right, it, right, right. it's kind of like he even at the end of the episode he's still 
he's still got sort of a stick in his craw about oh yeah about yeah. Krell, right so yeah so going into the next three episodes it's gonna be really interesting to see you know how they work that out or if they even work it out because i think a much more interesting story is if they don't <laughs> right because <laughs> i think that what we see a lot of the time in a story like this is krell has a different viewpoint and because it's different from our main characters we think that it's a wrong viewpoint so by the end of it he'll come around to the way that rex does things and i think it would be much more interesting to see rex as a clone trooper and that obedience that's bred into them force them to come around to the way that krell leads because for me, that would really inform Order 66. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and you know, and how someone like Rex could follow Anakin into battle when Anakin is is a good guy right now, right? I mean, like, they, we've seen his dark side for sure, but he's still oh yeah, yeah. 90% good, 10% bad, right? It's a really powerful 10%, but it's, it's 90% good, 10% bad. Mm-hmm. And how when he becomes 10% good, 90% bad, Rex will still follow him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, it, it, so if we see that story unfold in that way, I think that would be much more, much more interesting for us to talk about than Krell coming around to the way that Rex does things. So. Yeah, well, then there was two other things, too, that kind of piqued my interest on this particular scene is, um, one... Why is Anakin being ordered back to Coruscant right in the middle of a battle? Yeah. And it's and it's by Palpatine. Yeah. And who knows if we're going to get any, anything from that. And uh, there was a look that Krell gave to as Anakin was leaving. And I don't know if this is a conscious decision by the Clone Wars to do this, but they did. They put a shot just on Krell's face, and he had this, like, I don't know. It was a look. It was like, yeah. something's up. And uh, I thought there was a couple things that were kind of interesting. And are we going to get more information on that? I don't know, but uh, I, something I, I want to point out. My my feelings on it, just like my, my instinct on it, is that Krell, it's one of two things. Krell either doesn't like Anakin doesn't, specifically because of the way that Anakin does things. Right. Or he doesn't like the way, like a lot of the Jedi, he doesn't like how close Anakin is to the Chancellor. And how cl- and then how close he is to the council, mm-hmm. right? Right. Because, like, maybe we're getting a little bit of that hint of what we get in episode three, where the Jedi come back and they go like, the Chancellor has way too much power, and Anakin's way too close to him. Yeah. Like, like there's something going on here, and it 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 it's sort of like you know they look sideways at it, and and I think that that's a really intelligent choice if that's what they're doing to start hinting at that, to mm-hmm. start going, the Jedi know something's up in regards to Palpatine and uh, and and Anakin. They just don't know what it is yet. They just don't, so. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we'll get more into, into Krell and what he's, what's going on with him. Uh, General Krell immediately makes it clear that his command is of a different style than Anakin's. He is a hard leader but an effective commander and observes... Uh, observes military protocol above all else. Krell orders the troopers to move out immediately and march through the hills. Krell's grueling orders force the 501st to march overland for 12 hours straight. At the recommendation of Kix, the, bata- the battalion's medic, Rex asks the general to allow his men some rest, but Krell will not have it. Calling Rex by his CT number rather than his name, Krell stresses that the comfort of the clones is not as important as capturing the capital. The other battalions are counting on their success. General Krell, the top of this ridge will make a good place for the men to make camp. The men don't need rest. They need the resolve to complete the task at hand. But, sir... CT-7567, are you reading me? Excuse me, sir? I ask you a question, CT-7567. Do you understand the need to adhere to my strategy? Sir, the terrain is extremely hostile. Despite the difficulty of the conditions, the battalion is making good time. These men just need a little break. Captain, do I need to remind you of this battalion's strategic mission in conquering this planet? Look back. See those platoons? Their mission is to take this city and take it swiftly. Time and rest are luxuries the Republic cannot afford. 
We are the key to this invasion. The other battalions are counting on our support. If we fail, everyone fails. Do you understand this? Do all of you understand this? Now move on. And just like you said, Mike, here he is uh, kind of showing his, uh, you know, how different he is. I mean, he's by the book, like we said. He's, he's, uh, by, he does protocol. Everything's protocol. Um, mm -hmm. And he even, doesn't even call Rex by his name. He calls him by yeah. his CT number. So uh, everything, like you said earlier, it's just, it's, that's what, this is where Krell is. And maybe we'll find out why, like you said, why he's like this, you know. He's, he's not like some of the other he doesn't have a connection like some of the even like you talked about uh obi-wan him and him and uh cody are kind of like rex and anakin you know there there's some connection there yeah um obviously anakin has a little better relationship with rex than uh like you said obi-wan does but Carell is just way you know he's way out there man he just is not like uh he's just not a big fan of these clones and, and we don't know why yet but it kind of intrigues me, and that's kind of why I'm I'm kind of into this character right now, and and some of the stuff that you're, we're going to see him do in a second here. So, uh, the troopers come to a jungle road that leads to the capital city, and Krell lays out an attack plan to Rex. He is altering General Skywalker's strategy. Rather than spread the battalion out to launch a series of surgical strikes against the city, Krell is organizing the troops into a single full frontal assault. Rex thinks this is misguided, and they do not know the extent of the capital's defenses, but Krell will not have his orders questioned. Uh, as the troopers march along the road to the capital, some of them are wary of General Krell's plan. Fives and Tup. Is that what? Tup? Is that what it is? Is it uh, Tup? Tup? I missed that character's name. <laughs> yeah. We'll call him Tup. Find yeah. it reckless. Dogma defends Krell while Hardcase is simply focused on bringing the fight to the enemy. Fives knows that Rex disagrees with the strategy, but Rex believes that his, that his job is to follow his orders, not question them. And, uh, you know, this is like they're talking about as they're walking. This is Anakin's plan. They're like, hey, wait a minute. This is Anakin's plan. What are we doing? And, you know, Fives, we've seen Fives before, but Hard Case, man, this guy was cool because he reminded me of um, Aliens. I don't know if you remember the character played by uh, Bill Paxton. He was this... Uh, you remember Aliens, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was kind of like the, the wild and crazy guy, uh, a little nutty. And at the yeah. very end, he just kind of went nuts. And, and this is kind of like Hard Case. Game just, over, man. Yeah. Game over. <laughs> game over. He yeah. just, Hard Case is just out there just doing work out there, man. He is taking out yeah. every. He's got this Gatling type uh, minigun or something. And he's just, he's just having, it looks like he's having fun out there, man. He's just, yeah. he loves this war thing. So I. Hard case was a it was a cool cool character. I like. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, let's see where we at here. The clones continue their march. A landmine explodes, killing troopers Ringo and Oz. Fives scans the road for more mines and tells the men to watch their step. Suddenly, Umbarans waiting in the jungle launch a devastating ambush, catching the clone troopers completely exposed. Rex orders his men to pull back and seek cover. They retreat to General Krell's position where waiting reinforcements help them push the Ambaran forces back into the jungle. Krell is furious that Rex has pulled back from the road and ceded control of this path to the Ambarans. Fives grows angry with Krell and points out that Rex's actions saved the platoon. Krell ignites his lightsaber and orders Fives to stand down. Rex holds his ground, stating that, the, that he followed uh, flawed orders that costs the lives of men, and that his duty is to protect his men. Krell takes note of Rex's opinion and dismisses him. CT-7567, do you have a malfunction in your design? You've pulled your forces back from taking the capital city. The enemy now has control of this route. This entire operation has been compromised because of your failure. General Krell. In case you haven't noticed, Captain Rex just saved this platoon. Surely you won't fail to recognize that. Arc 5555, stand down. Sir, yes, sir. Sir, if I may address your accusation, I followed your orders, even in the face of a plan that was, in my opinion, severely flawed. 
A planet cost us men. Not clones. Men. As sure as it is my duty to remain loyal to your command, I also have another duty to protect those men. You have a spark of tenacity, Captain. I'll give you that. I know that I don't command like the Jedi you're used to serving. Certainly not like General Skywalker. But I have my way. It may be difficult, but these are difficult times. And it's proven effective. I suppose your loyalty to your men is to be commended. They seem to admire this. That's important to an effective commander. All right, Captain Rex. Your opinion has been noted. Dismissed. I think he almost complimented you. Ah, it's hard to tell. Holy mackerel, dude. Can you believe that this general brings out a lightsaber? On what, is that crazy or what? That was a surprise to me. I was like, oh, yeah. this is getting, this is getting uh, a little heated right here. You know? Yeah, that's what, this is what I'm saying about the character. Yeah. With, uh, he kind of skirts the dark side a little bit. That was crazy, yeah. I find, yeah. Yeah. And uh, a couple other things here. Like you, you said earlier, Mike, we talked about, here's, here's Rex. He reminds Krell, he goes, wait a minute, you know. I lost men out there. I didn't lose clones. Yeah. You know, and you, and you, you talked about that earlier because Krell, you know, he, he even calls them, I think he calls them feeble-minded clones. And, uh, you know, so here's this tension here and, and, uh, and Rex is telling him, hey, wait a second, you know, we followed your orders and we kind of got our butts kicked. Yeah. You know, and then I lost some good men and you're saying they're clones. So there's kind of... And then finally, he gets a little bit of respect from Krell, but there's still there's still that little bit of tension there, and and it kind of leaves everything on a, almost a cliffhanger here. I guess we'll finish it up here. The tension of that confrontation immediately dissipates in the face of great danger. After regrouping in the jungle, the Embarns launch another assault on the Republic's forces. Rex and Fives put aside their anger towards General Krell. And focus on the uh, focus on trying to survive the battle. And this thing ends like right in the middle of a battle. So we're definite cliffhanger here, you know. Yeah. Right in the middle of a battle. But you know, I I really enjoyed, um, I really enjoyed this episode. I know it was there's some things that maybe you hope will kind of um, I don't know what's the word for it, but kind of show themselves a little better or sprout or whatever you want to call it, kind of grow a little bit, mm-hmm. especially with Krell and all that. But there's some good stuff. I like Krill. I like uh, his his different style. The lightsaber thing was like, whoa, that kind of shocked me. That was kind of neat. Uh, I like Hard Case. He reminds me. He also reminded me of uh, Predator, Jesse Ventura. Uh, yeah. That yeah. type of character, you know. So it was cool seeing Fives back. Um, just getting some, some some cool action again. Back to the back to the Jedi stuff. Being at night. So there's a lot of good things for me. Um, I really enjoyed this and looking forward to seeing what happens. And the next three, it looks like, Mike, three more episodes of uh, of Krell maybe and and, and Barra. So this is a big this is a big arc here. This is yeah, big, full this is a big full stuff. two hours. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. almost because they're twenty minute episodes. So uh, so eighty eight minutes. Yeah. Of uh, of of Umbara and, and of Umbara, of the Battle of Umbara. So uh, yeah, or invasion of Umbara, I should say, because it's an invasion mission. So right, right. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. I, I'm I'm hoping that we see some more of, like you said, like some some of these seeds that have been planted. Mm-hmm. We see them kind of right sprout a little bit. <laughs> I I'd really like to see those those uh, the Z95 headhunters come back. Yeah, uh, I'd like yeah. to see them in action, please, not just sort of flying in and out of mm-hmm. shots because um, we really don't see them very much right uh, for instance I completely missed them um, yeah but yeah uh, and and uh, and see a little bit more of this uh, like I said the story of of this character Krell and why he is the way that he is mm-hmm yeah so yeah I'm definitely uh I'm a, I'm a fan of this stuff right now so We'll see how it uh, it plays out in the next three weeks. So, uh, you ready for the mailbag, though? We want to hit that? 
Yeah, let's do it. All right. Wait a minute. Play back the entire message. Where are those transmissions you intercepted? He is carrying a message from an Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was beginning to wonder if you'd got my message. I saw part of the message. You... I seem to have found it. All right, Mike, we got something from Jared. You want to kick this one off? Yeah. Uh, hi, right. Frontlines hosts. I thought I'd shoot you an email about the Clone Wars Season 3 Blu-ray box set. I just got in the in the mail on Saturday, and the discs, episodes, and bonus features are quality as usual. The only thing I have to complain about is the packaging. For the first two seasons, they made it a nice hardback book with screenshots from the episodes all over it and a mini art book on the inside. These were some of the most unique and quality season sets I had ever purchased, and now they decided to cheap out. All this set is is a standard Blu-ray case with a paper sleeve over it, and a little fold-out on the inside with some art and episode names. It looks really wimpy next to the other sets, but watching the episodes in high definition is well worth the expense. Do either of you have it, and what are your thoughts? Needless to say, Darkness on Embarro was awesome. That's from Jared Sly. Uh, I do not have it yet, but I did see it last week in the store. Um, it kind of snuck up on me and just kind of came out. I mean, I think with the with mm. the Saga Blu-ray, uh, it kind of put Clone Wars on the back burner for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because obviously that was a pricey box set to pick up. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I didn't. I didn't pay for it because I got it as a gift. <laughs> but I uh, still, yeah. it, like, um, I still don't have season two. So, uh, so I still need to go and pick up season two, but, uh, but yeah, I was super disappointed to see that it just came in a regular Blu-ray, uh, box yeah. and, and it's called a collector's edition Yeah, right. in right. this regular Blu-ray box. And I was like, well, maybe they're releasing two versions of it. Maybe this is like the cheaper version. Cause it, cause it is a little bit cheaper than, than they were previously. Yeah. Um, not cheap enough for what it is, though. I mean, like, when you compare it... You know, I don't mind paying $60 for Season 1 and 2. Uh, when you look at what you get, you get that awesome, like, that that book. And, uh, and, and, and you get, like, the little mini art book inside of it. Um, they put together a really nice set with those. And now, uh, and now we've just got... Like, it's not even, a, a, like, a thick blu-ray case it's just a regular slim blu-ray case right right like there's nothing collector about it like mm-hmm. it just it's just a, a blu-ray um so yeah I, i'm i don't know i i guess the, i don't know about the special features or anything i didn't really even look into what they were but you know and and this is not the first um instance where i've heard that someone has been disappointed by the season three set uh, I heard it on another podcast. They were talking about it. It doesn't match the first two because mm. um, somebody was going to put you know all the seasons as they collect them on the shelf, you know. And yeah. and for some reason they did season three totally different than one and two, and it kind of screwed up their how they were going to present it. So yeah. yeah, this is not the first time I've heard somebody uh, disappointed with the season three box because I don't have it yet. So I, I didn't even realize that there was an issue until I heard it. Uh, a couple of days ago on another podcast. So, yeah, uh, Jared, you know, someone else, There, there's a lot of people complaining about that. And, you know, who knows why they do stuff like that? You know, it's, it, you know, and, and here's the thing, too, is I'm even thinking, should I even wait now and wait until they do, until this whole series is over? Yeah. And wait until they do like a giant, you know, six, seven, eight season, whatever it's going to be, um, disc set. And see what they do with it, and try to do this uh, yeah. chronologically, or however they're going to do. Well, it, so. you can do that, but with other Star Wars stuff, particularly with these new, with the Saga Blu-rays, um, yeah, you might be missing out on a whole lot of special features. For instance, true, I never true. bought, I never bought the prequels on DVD, and I'm now thinking that I'm going to go pick them up because the Saga set does not have nearly any behind the scenes for episodes one, two, or three. Right. And yet the the DVDs have so much. Because each one of those DVDs was a two-disc set. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and on that second disc, there was hours of behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, uh, videos, documentaries, uh, like art, 
just like uh, all sorts of stuff mm-hmm. that's worth looking at that is not on the 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 Blu-ray saga. So um, so I'm looking at going back and picking those up. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, you can wait, but you kind of risk the, you run the risk yeah, of true. missing true. out on all of the special features that are on the current sets. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, we'll see uh, what happens with, I don't know, you know, like I said, I think I might wait and see and see what we, what happens with the, because uh, I don't have this season three, like I said, yet. Yeah. But, you know, who knows? It might come down in price. Like, it might go on sale for 19 15 bucks or something like that. Who knows? 20 bucks. And it's That's an easy buy, you know. That's no big deal. Um, but, you know, as far as uh, he liked Darkness on Umbara. Hey, I'm with you, too. I thought it was pretty awesome, Jared. So, good stuff. Facebook post of the week, Mike. Um, Aaron Altimus sent this one in. And he had a, quite a few responses. He said, if we mm-hmm. see Ahsoka die, which is... Um, you know, she's big here. If we see Ahsoka die in the Clone Wars, how would you like to see it happen? And he says, I really don't want her to die, though. So if she dies, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the in Facebook. You know, people are talking yeah. about Anakin. People are talking about Palpatine. Um, uh, who, there's a couple other, you know, Rex, whatever. Lots of different uh, theories and, and if people would want to see Ahsoka die. I don't know that I necessarily want to see her die, Um there's, you know, I talked to Ashley Eckstein at Fan Days. Uh, I did an interview with her, and I asked her what she thought, what she wanted to see Ahsoka do, because her and Rex are kind of like the the only two that we don't know what's going to happen, the major characters, you know what I mean? And she was kind of like, well, you know, I'm, I have some ideas, but kind of like I'm just leaving it up to. She, her ideas were like too soft and and kitty like her. She said something <laughs> something funny like that, right? She said, you know, whatever, she's, she has confidence in the, in the Clone Wars writing team and whatever they do is, is going to be fine. But I don't know. I could see it going either way. And we've talked about this before. Uh, if they die, hopefully it's something cool, like some kind of a Jedi battle or something like that. But I can also see them going on a parallel uh, universe, not a universe, but parallel storytelling to uh, Episode 3 and, and beyond. So, um, but... If you if you join our Facebook page, you can see stuff like this, Mike, and yeah. comment. And there was quite a few comments, so I don't yeah, know if you well, got a chance to see it. Yeah, I I left a comment on it. And mine mine was uh, that I think that Dooku should kill. Or Dooku, yeah, there Ahsoka. you go. Yeah, uh, yeah, because it gives Anakin a, a, a an actual reason to execute him. You know, not just because his in arm three, got locked yeah. off. Or um, episode yeah, three, in episode yeah. three, so. Um, that's what I said, but Kyle said that, that it, he thinks it would leave too much of a plot hole because nobody mentions it. Nobody says anything about it, but, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know. I think that, but I, he, I, I think, yeah. I think if you put enough time between it, that, that that's fine. They, the fact that nobody mentions it's okay. Um, if it's sort of something that happened a little while ago. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Well, you know, as uh, uh, Dooku gets killed off in the beginning of episode three. So not much time to really explain anything. So, um, yeah, I mean, I could see, I could see where that Anakin can, can come in and say, Hey, you know, he's, he's going after Dooku and he's going to get him. And, and that fight was a pretty good fight. So there was a lot of aggression there, a lot of anger shown in that fight. So yeah, who knows, you know, that's a good, good theory too. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots of different possibilities though. Lots of different stuff. So, uh, thanks, uh, Aaron for that. Guys, keep the forums going. We love that. I know uh seems to be working pretty well. So uh, Yeah, yeah, the group on Facebook is doing Yeah. Doing good. There's yeah. a lot of discussion going on on a regular basis. So. Yeah. Cool. Uh so we'll get to next week's episode, Mike. It's called The General. Uh General Krell orders Captain Rex and the clone troopers of the 501st Legion to conquer a heavily fortified Umbaran airbase and will not accept anything less than victory. It is an almost certain suicide mission unless the clones can use their ingenuity to defeat their new enemy. The capital city is too fortified. We need your battalion to help us take it. Resistance from the Embarans has been greater than anticipated. We're holding our ground at the moment. We've gathered intel on an airbase to the west. It is resupplying the capital's defenses. Incoming, incoming! Get Capture that airbase, it will sever the capital supply lines, allowing the rest of our forces to move in. 
I'll see to it that the air base is placed under our control. Remember, General Krell, the entire invasion depends on your battalion. Captain Rex, have those coordinates mapped, and all troops ready to move out immediately. Yes, General. All right, and there you go. That's a preview for next week. The general, we got, hey, Obi-Wan's back. Sweet. No. Maybe for five seconds. <laughs> yeah, five seconds again. But, uh, yeah, you know, we're going to see uh, maybe the clones and, and obviously some of their ingenuity defeat a new enemy. So, um, and we'll see what happens with Krell. Big, big storyline here. So, looking yeah. forward to that. Looking forward to Friday. So, that's going to do it for this week, Mike. That's it, man. Awesome. We got it done. Uh, thanks, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for being patient with us over the last couple weeks. Yeah, appreciate uh, that. Yeah, don't forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com. Uh, that is our website where you can get the episodes, and uh, you can also leave comments, and you can see episode previews there uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. The username is Clone Wars, so that's twitter.com slash Clone Wars. And head over to Facebook and join our group and our page, facebook.com slash Clone Wars Podcast. Yes. Uh, and uh, and that's it. And as always, you can email us, uh, Mike at CloneWarsPodcast.com or Matt at CloneWarsPodcast.com. We enjoy getting your emails. We we appreciate uh, MP3 emails when you guys get the chance. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll hear from you guys soon, and we will see you again next week when we talk uh, the general the general see you guys next week well another close to another wonderful show obi-wan kenobi here saying thank you for listening to front lines the clone wars podcast brought to you of course by starwarsdaily.com force is strong with you all and it will be with you always